You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Women podcast, episode number 18, with Saima Ali, MD. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. I hope everybody is doing wonderful, wonderful. Today, we will be speaking about sunk cost. This is a sunk cost fallacy is the concept we'll be talking about. And this is an economics concept that we will go more into. This is more of connecting the finances, but everything is related to finance. I believe me, please, finance or managing your money is 80% behavior. It's 80% of why you are not taking the action and doing what you should be doing versus 20% is the knowledge. All this knowledge about stock market, about how much to save, where to save, retirement accounts, all these other information is at your fingertips these days, okay? It's on Google. You can go to Google and look up steps to get wealthy and you will get checklists, literally. And it's literally four or five steps that you have to follow, but you don't do it. And why is that? And that's where the psychology comes in. And that's why we are talking about sunk cost today and how it's related to so many different decisions that we make on our daily basis with everything that we do. So sunk cost is defined as cost that already has occurred and cannot be recovered. It's a sum paid in past no longer relevant to future rational decision making. What does that mean? That means you paid for something and uh, the price that you paid is already done and gone. That money is gone. You should not consider that cost or the price that you paid for that thing to make any future rational decisions. For example, let's say you bought tickets to go to this concert, that this concert is supposed to be, you know, the most amazing thing out there and you think you are going to enjoy it. So you spend like $200 on the tickets or $100 on the ticket and you paid for the ticket already. It's not refundable. You cannot get it back. And now on the day of concert or like a day before you realize the weather is going to be really bad or, you know, there'll be a storm and, or you learn something else, how that's going to affect that. You're not going to really enjoy the concert as much. It'll be more pain to actually drive down there than, than the pleasure you'll get out of enjoying the concert. So what, what do you do? You have two options. One is that you paid price for this concert and now it's going to be more painful for you to drive down there and be in the concert so you option one is that your brain tells you you already paid the price now you have to go you you paid for this this you know this is a cause that money came out of your pocket and you paid for something now you have to do it no matter what the additional cost is so you have to go that's what your brain would tell you. But the other option you have is that you already paid the price, but now you are not going to attend because it's going to be more painful for you to attend this concert. But that just doesn't sound logical to your brain. Your brain thinks, no, you paid the price and now you have to go. But 
the for a rational person like the the decision that you should be taking is that the price paid is irrelevant it doesn't matter that you already paid hundred dollars or two hundred dollars to go to this concert that money is gone it, it should no longer account into what you are going to do tomorrow tomorrow's decision is based on how the weather is going to be if it's going to be bad and the drive is going to be horrible and you're not going to enjoy going there and it, you're going to be just miserable driving down there that's a decision you have to take into account versus you know that you're going to enjoy the concert and you're going to have fun so those are the two decisions that you should be thinking not that you already paid the price and now you have to do this because you paid for this already so sunk cost fallacy is where an in individuals commit the sunk cost fallacy when they continue a behavior as a result of previously invested resources. It can be time, it can be money, it can be effort, anything that you've done in the past. And now you feel like you have to continue to do this because you've invested all these resources into getting here. Another example is um, your occupation. Let's say you went through medical school, you did residency, you did everything and you are a doctor now, but you do not enjoy the specialty that you are in and the job that you are in, you are working just way more and you're getting burned out and you'd rather be at home and being you know taking time off and being with your kids or even getting a different job where you're happier or getting a different occupation where your life quality may improve and something that you may enjoy doing and living you know each day with passion you tell yourself that no you have gone through medical school you invested so much time you were up at nights studying In residency you worked so hard you were working over 80 hours a week you were staying up nights you were not sleeping for two three days and you invested all that you spent so much money taking these board exams and then you know passing them and you've invested all these resources that you have to continue to be a doctor or any other profession that you're in because you've done so much in the past to get here and the rational decision should be that no that is all irrelevant all the time that you put in all the money that you put in all the tears and sweat that you put into getting here should not be causing you more misery it, you should be living each day with passion doing something that you love you should be excited to get up in the morning to go to work and you should be happier you know you you should not make your decision based on what you did in the past that's what a rational mind or a rational person would be doing and this applies to just so many things that we do on a daily basis. Uh, for example, I was just thinking about this. I got a Keurig a coffee maker that I love and use every day. And I did not want to continue buying the K-cups because, you know, that's wasteful. It's a lot of plastic that I'm throwing away every single day and they are more expensive. So I wanted to be economical and less wasteful. So I got reusable K-cup. Um, one, I got one from Amazon. And 
and it was not the best fit when I tried to use it the first time it kind of broke and every time I had to use it um, it was just like it was hard it was painful I had to make sure that it's adjusted right and even sometimes it would leak and I would get actual coffee in my mug and then I would have to use a strainer to take that coffee out the co the coffee parts out and just get the liquid out and it was uh, painful trying to do that again and again and my brain just told me that I by the time I opened this package it was already past the return deadline so I couldn't return it and I just didn't want to go through the pain of trying to return it or even buying a new one this does not cost a lot of money at all it was like a couple of bucks it was probably like four or five dollars and I could have just gone and bought a different coffee filter but I was just my brain was telling me that no I paid price for this already so I have to get the worth out of it I have to get the use out of it until I get the next one and the other day I was at Walmart and I saw a different type of filter again it was like two three dollars it's not even that much money and I thought you know maybe I'll, I'll get it and I'll try it out see how this one works and it's a perfect fit it's a reusable care cup and it's a perfect fit for my machine and I have no more issues with uh, the coffee getting into my drink and it's just so much easier in the morning and I'm just able to pour my coffee into this and get my coffee and it was just so amazing that I let myself fall for this. It's just so simple that all this misery that I suffered for a couple of months where I had to filter my coffee again and just like try to get this thing adjusted just right. It's so easy to fall into this trap. And another example that's just so important is when it comes to food. This was a big hurdle for me to come over, especially because of the way we are brought up with uh, thoughts about being less wasteful with food. So with food, if we make too much food one day or if we order food and we order too much for us, our irrational brain tells us that we have to finish this or we are being wasteful. We already spent money on this and now we bought this food and this food is too much now we have to finish this food and that is just not correct even when you are done eating you're you're you physically feel full that you have had enough food but now your brain is telling you that you have to finish it because you spent all this money on it and because you know you're just going to throw this in garbage this is food why are you going to do that and a lot of times we end up eating that extra food and we end up eating overeating and what is the cost with that that cost is that you'll probably have tummy ache which I did all every time I overate I was not feeling physically well I would literally get this fog in my brain or and even sometimes headaches and my body just knew that I should not have had that extra food but it was just my brain telling me that I have to eat it because or else I am being wasteful and the price I'm paying is way worse. I am paying that price with my health. My hemoglobin A1C was high. I was like pre-diabetic. I was almost in a diabetic range and I was diabetic actually. <laughs> so, and because I was eating too much and my that was just from my brain telling me that I have to be less wasteful with food. 
And the worst part is that I am wasting that food even by overeating, but instead of throwing it in the garbage can, I am making my body the garbage because my body does not need that extra calories. My body does not need that extra food. So I am wasting it on myself and then I'm making it worse for myself by getting into all these health issues, you know, keep getting the weight up and ending up with diabetes. Blood pressure is probably going to go up. So all these things were happening and I just had to get out of it and tell myself that I'm not being wasteful. And this is something that we grow up with in our in, in our culture because we've seen like the poverty and we visit, you know, India, Pakistan, we see all this poverty in these countries and we know there are hungry kids in this world who are not getting any food and our parents uh, tell us growing up, you know, you, you, other kids will be grateful for this food there's so many people who would love this food and you are being ungrateful by not finishing and you know there there are so many people without food and that's just put in our head growing up as kids and that leads to these issues as well so it's very important to be aware of this and I do not try to force my kids to eat anything their bodies really know when they need something obviously if they're going too far out and they're too busy playing sometimes they may forget but honestly they don't really forget all the pediatricians will tell you that when their body needs food they'll leave their play and they'll come and they'll ask you for food so I don't force my kids to eat at all they eat when they're hungry and when they stop uh, they tell me their body is full and they don't want it anymore then I don't tell them to keep eating and to get strong or to get tall all the things that we were told growing up so it's very important to be aware of these thoughts when it comes to that and this is really not your fault. This is just how our brains are designed to perceive the world. Many people do this. It's very common known principle in economics. And there are many reasons why we commit it. Our brains think that the price that we have paid for something, that's the benchmark for the value that we're going to get out of the next actions that we take. But the price that's already been paid in the past should not be relevant to the future decisions. And then our brains also have something called cognitive bias. And that's when our brains actually pick options that are given as positive rather than negative. So for example, let's say you have meat option that you are buying meat. If the meat is advertised as or labeled as 75% lean, people are more likely to pick that versus if it's labeled as 25% fat. It's the same exact thing. 75% lean versus 25% fat in the meat is the same exact thing, but your brain will pick the one that says 75% lean because that's just how it's been trained. So we have to become aware of these thoughts and these limitations that we have been that have been put there. And then another reason why we make these choices is because we don't want to be appear wasteful, which is very obvious with food that we are wasting food if we throw it away versus putting it in our body. And what ends up 
happening is we just end up adding up our mistakes and our future mistakes and this is just like a compound of mistakes that all this decision making becomes just because of one price paid or one investment made we just end up making the wrong decisions in the future and over the long run okay my friends please share with me where do you think you are committing the sunk cost fallacy what are the little examples that you can share in your life where you should not be considering the past price paid into your future decision making very fascinating topic i think the first time i learned it i was just so fascinated with it and i can just think of like so many examples and every day that things that i do and my brain tells me that i need to do something else but if i just think a little bit more harder a different answer comes up so let me know what you are doing and how you may be able to change this and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and also please leave me a review and if you are enjoying this please share with your friends thank you bye until next time